we've struggled a little bit at the end of the season in the front row and our depth chart was just getting a little bit thin. Now it's got an awful lot thinner. Ironically, might have a weaker sub bench on the front row than a Leinster would have. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Going back to Croke Park though, we know that the All-Ireland final is very much Kerry against Galway. James O'Donoghue, Paddy Andrews watched an extraordinary second half and it really was extraordinary. Uh, James, for people who didn't see Sean O'Shea's point and I'm sure everybody will see it in due course, it really was a magnificent strike into the wind. He must have started that ball 10 metres right of the post and curled it in. He did. We've seen some unbelievable long kicking, especially off the ground in this championship. We saw Reen O'Neill uh, to take the Galway quarterfinal to extra time. But Shawnee, he put in such an effort through that 70 minutes. He was running his, his legs into the ground. He didn't get much joy from playing the second half. He got a couple of frees. But we, uh, Kerry got a foul probably five or six metres outside the, or five or six yards outside the, the 45. And they were going to take a short. And they decided, no, we'll put it down for Shawnee. And up he stepped, and he absolutely rifled it over the bar with such conviction and confidence. And as soon as it went over, the Kerry throw went absolutely berserk. And everyone was coming in, jumping, jumping on Shawnee. They knew he was after winning it for them, even though the kickout hadn't been taken. And soon enough, the whistle was blown. But what a deserved way to win the game, an absolutely incredible strike. I was reading a piece about him in the Sunday Times this morning. Mick Foley had written it. And uh, the extent to which O'Shea, and you probably have some insight to this, maybe James, is uh, obsessive and has been for a very long time about his kicking can't be underestimated. This is a guy who practices hour after hour after hour. And uh, Mick Foley in his piece spoke to people who've known him since he was a very young player. There's probably not a more dedicated GA amateur in the game, really. Absolutely. He does everything right. He puts time into every part of his game. But I know when he was younger, I believe he took a year out between school and college. And between that time, he put on serious muscle mass and he nailed down his free-taking. They were the two things he seemed to do. I think he might have done a bit of work or something like that. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't in college anyway, and he really dedicated himself to, to his football. And the, the muscle mass he put on, and along with his free-taking, his kicking went through the roof. And since then, he has never had a bad run with free-taking. He has been consistently brilliant for Kerry with replaced balls since he went into that position. So, no better man to step up in the last minute against Dublin for the first championship win in a long time. Paddy, we talked, uh, well, at half-time you were chatting to Mortrasa, and it felt like this game was really just teetering on the brink of being out of Dublin's reach. And then... You would say even on 40 minutes, Fenton scored. And at that stage, Dublin hadn't scored in 25 minutes and Fenton arrested that slide with a point. Uh, but it just looked like it wasn't going to happen for Dublin. Costello's goal was really one of the extraordinary goals that you'll see. Like It wasn't really on, but he just knew he had to spark something. And, and it really was exceptional. It was an incredible goal. And look, Cormac probably, he was quiet. It, it was his only score of the day. Dublin needed something. Like I said, they'd been in this situation before. We were looking down. Dublin started to get a bit of momentum. They were leaving David Clifford one-on-one with Mick Fitzsimons inside pretty much the entire half. And we're looking at what other team would do that. Dublin knew they had to just... They had to attack. They had to try and get this game back. We asked for massive performances. Kieran Kilkenny scores three points from play in the second half. James McCarthy. Me and James have done it. We were in awe of looking at his performance. He's been on the road so long. He kicks a point from underneath the Hogan stand that it's a a 1 in 10 shot. And he (laughs) rifles it over. And the, the crowd, the atmosphere here, Joe, was absolutely insane. A massive change for Paddy Small came on at 40 minutes for Dublin. Yeah. The Dublin full forward line, there was 
look he can't beat around the bush they were to get no joy in there whatsoever and Paddy Small came in and he was the spark that lit the flame in that second half he was shown for every single ball 74 minutes on the clock he comes out and collects a 50 yard kick pass off Brian Fenton for a mark it was the only really time Dublin were kicking the ball inside to the full forward line that's what Paddy Small brought Dean Rock actually ends up kicking it over there's a bit of back chat so it turns into a free and at that stage you're taking extra time here possibly penalties people were whispering it up in the press box and you think Dublin have miraculously they've got it back and then it comes down to Shawnee Shea's kick he's taken his place alongside Morris Fitz and Turles in 2001 yeah. that is one of the most iconic scores like I can't underestimate the breeze that's there you've seen in the first half how it affected Dublin shooting he's over 50 metres out from goal into a really stiff breeze as James has said it's 76 minutes on the clock by the time he hits it and the two scores he's a really quiet second half Joe he gets Kerry's two scores in injuries time he he wins a free off Lee Gannon and clips it over and then that is going to be one of the most iconic scores not just in Kerry's in, in Gaelic football history it's broken the duck after 13 years it's heartbreaking I'm heartbroken I can only imagine what what the Dublin lads are like we, we knew this would be a monumental game and Jesus it was <laughs> and did I see was Shane Ryan out of the goal looking to maybe think about taking it we thought it was going to be Shane Ryan he sprinted up the pitch and, and to be fair to Sean Shea he turned around and he fancied it and he set them back I was happy enough he was taking it on Joe I have to say I was thinking there's no way he's kicking that into that breeze and the minute he hit it I, I knew we were in trouble it yeah. was such a sweet strike and it, like, it hits the back net it has another 10 or 15 yards it was an incredible kick and and like, oh, like a, 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 quite a languid style I mean it was Brian Sheehan-esque that, that's the thing you, you, you're in danger of forcing it because it's right on your range and you know yeah. anyone who plays golf if you start trying to force the shots you can get a bad connection but like I said that could have went another 10 or 15 yards it was an incredible sp- uh, strike in the context of the game how would it pan out Kerry like Kerry looked on the ropes they looked on the ropes mm. and that the, men, the mental aspect we spoke about that none of these guys had beaten Dublin you've seen the reaction it means everything for them they're, they're going to be favourites going into the All-Ireland final against Galway Dublin will be thinking if only somehow Conor Callahan by hook or by crook was on that pitch yeah. it could have been also different but I think overall look, look over the course of the 76 minutes Kerry probably do deserve it yeah there was a nagging sense I suspect you added Paddy that Kerry were still going to win this game one way or another they just seemed to be the better team throughout like so Costello's goal is on 46 minutes that gets it back to a two point game then straight away I think Clifford has a wide and then Kilkenny has that fisted point where there was almost a goal on then it's 12-13 and then Kilkenny again pops up with the equaliser like a lot of the the big boys Penny for your thoughts at that stage James did you think (laughs) Kerry had lost their way at touch or did you still feel there were calm heads out there Um, no I was worried at that stage because Dublin had got that momentum that you dread yeah. you just don't want them to sniff that, that victory from under from underneath you and they did they, they knew they had the momentum with them Kilkenny was coming into the game Fenton was starting to kick the ball as Paddy said Paddy Small came into the game and just just changed the way Dublin were playing so at that stage I was going oh, oh no we just have to <laughs> keep playing because what, we, what Kerry had done they dropped everyone back the whole game was being played kind of between Kerry's 45 and midfield there was yeah. a lot of ball around there and only Clifford and Fitzgerald Simons were up the other half of the field and you're thinking lads will you get a bit of shape so we can keep playing our football if you just invite Dublin on they will score and they will kind of pin you in 
and I don't think Kerry's bench had as much of a positive impact as no. as they're probably hoping uh, and Dublin's impact had probably a, a greater impact than, than they were probably expecting so that was one kind of thing that definitely swung it a bit a bit in Dublin's favour but in fairness Kerry stuck it out they showed good mental strength they didn't do anything stupid they didn't kick any any silly ball away or doing any crazy turnovers in the last minute and sure enough if you just do the simple things right a chance will somehow find find its way to you and Shawnee Shawnee buried it well there was even quality in the free before O'Shea hit that extraordinary free they, they, you, you probably saw it better than I did so it was Clifford who was fouled but like the little pop pass one bounce into chess pass was a really brave pass I'm not sure who, Paul who hit Paul Murphy yeah. like that, that's something that will, go, will, be, will be lost in, in, to the ether of the, just the, the magnitude of the game but a pass like that at that moment of the game that kind of quality it was tight and uh, real quality there Absolutely. But th- that was the, the kind of story of the game. Kerry seemed to be able to get those little pop balls into their full forward line. But on the other side, Kerry's full back line seemed to eat up Dublin's full forward line, except for Paddy Small, to be fair, who had a great game when he came on. Yeah. They couldn't seem to get that run and couldn't get separation to allow the Fentons and the Kilkennys to give that pop pass. Usually that's Dublin's trademark. They kind of hand pass the ball around maybe 50 yards out and then suddenly they inject pace with a kick pass in. So it, it showed incredible bravery by Paul Murphy to risk losing the ball at that time, but he nailed the pass Clifford has great hands he won it and he was fouled and the rest is history yeah Paddy the overriding like image you have of Dublin in this game aside from the kind of last 15 minutes where they really had momentum and, and were looking good is as James described a lot of possession between the 45 and the 65 but Kerry you would have to say very very comfortable in the main and it was extremely rare that Dublin either had the space or the inclination to kick it inside there was once I think in the entire first half where it went into rock and he lost it he was crowded out Beyond that, they didn't really do it. Things opened up a touch more in the the second half for various reasons. But if there's a kind of, like I said, defining image, it's of Dublin in possession and struggling to break Kerry down. It's the nail on the head, Joe. At this stage of the championship, you have to take risks. You you cannot be conservative and win the honour. I I wholeheartedly believe that. I don't think it's possible to try and and kind of like nearly ponderous play and hand pass and a lateral play you have to take risks you have to try and force the issue and Dublin with Conor Callahan, that's what he brings more so than the obvious stuff is we, we know he's so clinical he's ruthless he's going for goal but he gives the option like I know Brian Fenton played him for 10 years he wants to kick the ball he is looking inside so many times and he just didn't have the option the carry full back line was on top Rock and Costello were losing their battles they weren't they just weren't quick enough to get out in front of their men so Dublin had to play a more, a more passive style of play Paddy Small changes that we see it like the mark he gets that's Dublin's best play Yeah. Th- that's what they're looking to do and Fenton is looking up and he, the second he sees it if you make the run he's going to kick it to you and that just shows it's not him thinking I don't want to take risks he wants to do that and, and you're right in saying Paul Murphy's thing we're five minutes into injury time the game is level it's easy it's easy to turn around and yeah. hand pass the ball back yeah. the best players the experienced players and the winners they'll go for it and yeah. Paul Murphy goes for it and that, that 15 yard kick pass it was a risk because Fitzsimons can get a hand in and it's a turnover but Kerry got the rewards from it. you're not going to win the All-Ireland being passive I'm sorry it just won't happen and look that, that was that was Conor Callahan's greatest loss for Dublin today that they, they, they couldn't play that style of play where they're so efficient and they're just they're speeding their attack they just didn't have that today and they still nearly got away with it 
In hindsight, Paddy Small should have started. Pre-game, was that your thought as well, Paddy? I, I thought he would, but, but, but then you know, on the other side, you're saying you need an impact off the bench. You know, that, that was a, a criticism of Dublin last year. We've seen like they held Niall Scully and Paddy Small in reserve. Lorcan O'Dell started. Uh, didn't really impact the game. He's a young guy. He'll be much better for that experience, but do Dublin go and put their absolute best players on the pitch and try and keep it going for 75-80 minutes that's probably not realistic either you have to have some sort of impact off the bench so and th- that's the challenge with depth Joe yeah. if we were looking at the bench and going who who is going to be the spark who's going to change this like Niall Scully was actually pretty quiet when he came on but uh, really him Paddy Small Davy Byrne to be fair when he came on in the defence but that's only three mm. you know it used to be a case of you'd have six guys coming off and they're all kind of match winners in their own right that was the challenge and it's, it's just come up short for them it's a heartbreaking defeat for them James you're probably better placed to answer than those of us watching on TV so uh, Paddy there described that, that sense of frustration with Dublin having to just recycle possession and, and, and that kick pass not being available into the full forward line for, for large swathes of this game it did seem then and again especially in the uh, first half but, but throughout the game invariably when Kerry got possession they were able to hit Dublin pretty quickly and pretty directly Yes that was also the way Dublin set up because in the second half I think they went down a goofy point on half time and they said look lads we're going to come out here and we're going to go for it and we were sitting down in the Hogan and we could see it was wide open scoring into the hill for Kerry in the second half there was literally three defenders and three forwards no protection it was chalk and cheese to yesterday where there was 15 behind the ball on both sides Dublin left it open and they said look we're going to take the risk here so that did allow Kerry to play through the lines a bit faster um, but that said Kerry didn't make hay in the second half so they didn't um, they didn't tip on as, as many points as we said when we were talking earlier we said that Kerry needed to be stay clinical that that hill goal seemed to have a blustery wind and you need to be clinical inside in that goal Kerry missed four or five very handy points when they're playing lovely football but they missed the chance and that gave Dublin the kind of uh, just a chance to get back in yeah I mean talking of wides I would say as well Paddy I mean yes Kerry had their wides but Dublin kicked a lot of bad wides first half and second and actually if you're going to have that uh, less explosive full forward line we talked pre-game you know with Con out it might be up to those players who tend to kick from distance to really nail everything like Dublin had a few too many wides where you would think oh, if you've missed that one it's not going to be your day yeah and that, look that's the margin for error at this stage of the championship is so so small yeah. but like Costello has two wides Fenton has two wides Howard has a bad one in the first half of yeah. Kieran Kenny. like I was playing into the hill Joe it is people might find it strange for a Dublin player to say this but it's, it, it's a very difficult call to shoot into because there's always a breeze there that's what makes Sean O'Shea's score all the more remarkable but, but you felt what we said it beforehand for, for Dublin to win this game they need it performance for the ages from, from Kilkenny and from Frenton and to be fair in the second half we got that mm. it was amazing leadership but just those couple of scores that they left behind this was always going to go down to the wire no matter even with Connor without him uh, and ultimately those couple their regrets Dublin will have but look what's made them so successful previously in the past is that efficiency in front of goal the 85-90% scoring rate they were a little bit off that today and you just like I say you can't afford it at this stage of the championship no it doesn't take much uh, the other thing to mention again again people uh, maybe haven't seen the game or will be reflecting on it or, or leaving Crow Park and sticking in the headphones like in fairness James I'm talking to two forwards here but some of the defending was extraordinary like the amount of turnovers against top quality forwards 
Yeah, I think there was, in fairness, in defence, there was some savage displays. I think Tom Sullivan had an absolutely great game. He had to come in and he had to mark uh, Paddy Small because Paddy Small had such a, an impact in the first kind of 15 minutes when he was on the field. Jason Foley ate up Dean Rock. I mean, in fairness, Dean Rock is an unbelievable forward. Jason Foley didn't seem to have a problem with him. Tyke Morley had a great tussle with Kenny for a lot of the game, but those, those that was kind of being changed outside. Yeah. You'd have to say Fitzsimons did a decent job on Clifford, even though Clifford comes out with four from play, a free and a mark. But, like, are you going to get any 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 more out of Fitzsimons in that situation? They did bring on uh, Davy Byrne, who settled it a small bit back there. Um, but as you said, the matchups on both sides seemed to kind of bear fruit, and they were kind of as we expected, with, with no one doing too much damage on either side. Will there ever be a day, Paddy, where someone keeps Clifford scoreless from play? No, I don't. I, honestly, I don't think so. <laughs> like some of his scores, it's not just the some of them were absolutely unbelievable it's a highlight reel in itself just yeah. today yeah. and I said it beforehand he scores six points today four from play and a mark which he wins himself obviously but Mick Fitzsimons I, I thought had a good game it's incredible to say that you're thinking if you're on the full back line and your man scores five points from play you've had a howler but, but that's I can't I mean, we spoke about this at length on the podcast and I can't really remember any forward. It, like Gooch is obviously incredible. We had Bernard Brogan or Connolly at times. I can't remember anyone like Clifford. Uh, I mean, Galway, good luck to them. They're gonna have to pull something out of the bag to try and deal with him because he, he was quiet in the second half. And, and that's the Dublin's credit himself as Johnny Shea. They scored 110 out of Kerry's 114. And, and we said there was a question mark around Kerry. We know the quality of them, but until these guys go and do it on the biggest stage, and to be fair to both of them today, it's incredible leadership for, for relatively young players. But in terms of his quality, Joe, I mean, I'm a Dublin fan sitting here, but it was, you had to clap some of those scores. Like, we know how difficult it is at that level, but he was... He's just an unbelievable talent. Yeah, I, I, I can't say, James, I've seen anything like him. Yeah, I, one thing, we said he was a bit quieter in the second half. Like, the first half, he was absolutely unbelievable, unmarkable. <laughs> but he hasn't had a lot of training, as we said, because he's had those couple of injuries, couple of knocks. They've wrapped him in cotton wool. So I think he might have just, fitness-wise, found the going a little bit tough in the last 15 minutes there. But... But Even I, I, for the last ball, they lost their shape as well. They did, they did. Dublin, definitely, yeah. Dublin literally just threw caution to the wind, and, and Kerry had no shape in the second half. That's why, more so than it wasn't like Fitzsimons started getting the better of Clifford or, or John Small or David Byrne was getting the better of Sean O'Shea. The ball just wasn't going up there. Yes. Kerry's shape was gone because Dublin basically just said, threw the shackles up and go, if we don't go for this, this, yeah. is, this could get messy. Yeah. And the structure of the game and Kerry's attack was completely gone in the second half. It was nearly like, reminds me of when we used to play Mayo in those games, that they just drag you all over the pitch. They were just going for it. And that's that's what made it and, 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 incredible. And, and Paddy, that's probably to Dublin's credit because the way it was going in the first half, it was far too organised and, and Dublin were being picked off. Yeah, it, it, exactly, exactly. Like, games are always going to start like that. It's it's rare the ball is thrown in and it's helter-skelter from the very first first minute. I, I, I thought the issues Dublin had, the second quarter... The they only scored a point uh, and Kerry were very comfortable in dealing with the, with the Dublin attack Dublin obviously go down to, to 40 men with John Small but any time Kerry attacked because they had Ganey inside it was a quiet game he wasn't great he was taken off for 40 minutes yeah. but they had Shawnee Shea Clifford was inside the 21 Ganey was inside the 21 they had a structure and David Moore and, and Dermot O'Connor and these guys could start kick passing the ball in that's what Kerry want and Dublin just to their credit in the second half like we were having conversations at half time with a couple of people in the press box there was a danger of it getting messy for Dublin they, they, they were hanging on mm. by their fingernails and they were five points down and you think if Kerry get a quick start here 
they could be in real trouble. But but that was Dublin's credit, and, and you know that they're an experienced team. They've got some absolute yeah. warriors over the years, and they were never going to let that happen. Um, but but yeah, the, the chaos more so than anything uh, in Kerry's attack. That's where, where where Kerry were really struggling. Yeah, I guess if O'Shea scores that penalty, it does get messy. That By the way, seven up. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's he's totally entitled. I mean, look, he probably knew that Comfort was going to get a belt as well. I presume he's totally entitled if the ball breaks to have a uh, crack at it. A hundred percent. He yeah. has to go for it. Like, like the Charlie Redmond days. Yeah, yeah. And, and like to be fair, there was no complaints around Sean O'Shea. I think I think it was a bit of a. Uh, Millie again that word uh, uh, after that but, but for Sean O'Shea uh, it kind of hits off Evan Comerford's knee after the initial save and your heart is in your milk on he's actually going to get the rebound so he has to go for it there's no complaints at all about, uh, at all about that That's, yeah. he has to go for it uh, in the main like moments like that included uh, Costello but I, I kind of had a good whack at someone when they were going for a ball and he whacked him <laughs> low and, and, a, and a few like moments of argy bargy but like I would say that game was played in an amazingly like uh, competitive but but like respectful type of spirit and even at full time I saw uh, O'Connor Jack O'Connor and um, Kilkenny yeah. you know having a good chat and you suspected Kilkenny was wishing him luck for the uh, for the final and like a few warriors like Fenton and Moran and these guys shaking hands like there was a touch of kind of this big boy stuff none of the Malie nonsense about this game but Joe that's what it is between Dublin and Kerry and yeah. it is an incredible rivalry and you're out. The game itself is bigger than any player, you know. And there's massive respect between the two teams. When I when you're retired, I love going down to Kerry and spend some time playing a bit of golf with some of the older lads. And Danny's here standing behind us waiting to have a chat. That's just between Dublin and Kerry. You, every all those players understand the tradition and what it means to Gaelic football. And look, you're privileged to be a part of it. Dublin have had an incredible run over the last 13 years. And we spoke about beforehand. You felt like they were trying to really keep this Kerry team at bay mm. that's an incredible win for them but I, I wouldn't expect anything less there's, there's incredible respect between the supporters but mainly the players because like I say it's bigger than any player So James now that Kerry have not just beaten Dublin but they've come through that kind of furnace last 5-10 minutes test and really proved their medal in, in the kind of white heat of championship they go into this final as overwhelming favourites you can't lose this game you're going to win by 10 <laughs> points how does that sit on them do you suspect well today Kerry had to play open expansive football they had to leave their they had to leave their backs exposed at times and they had to look into forwards who were playing 3v3 it is going to be unbelievably different against Galway like there is not going to be an ounce of space up on that forward line Galway are going to get 15 men behind the ball and they're going to try and turn you over and break so Kerry need to seriously tune out of this Dublin thing. They have to park it. They have yeah. to say, right, we played our open football. Now we have to tactically come to, come to a kind of a, uh, an idea together so we can work the ball around against Galway and, and pick off our scores without turning over the ball. Kerry love to play a fast kick-passing game. I think that that could be fairly restricted against Galway. Once they get to the opposition 45, it's going to be a patience game. Felt like Clifford could be absolutely tortured. He might not have that many possessions. So it might be a case of getting your half-back line up the field to try and take shots or break lines. So, as much as you say, carry your favourites, they have to really readjust for that game. So it's, it's definitely it's definitely not a, not a gimme. I mean, Galway are going to fancy their chances big time. 
Do I hear you choking, Paddy? Or is it's, that is it's incredible listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the carry thing, it's just automatic. It just kicks it the gear. Is, is, he, not, is he not right, though? Is, the, the, is yeah, this no, like a he, kind of tricky one after a match it, like it, today? He is, to be fair. And, you know, it reminds me of the 2014 All-Ireland that, that, that James obviously was a key part of that season where they beat Mayo with an absolute epic and it's one of the great games, two game, great games of football down the Gaelic grounds. And they played Donegal in the final, having beaten Donegal, obviously beaten us. And it was a pretty... It was a pretty dour game, but that's when they knew what Donegal were going to do. And Kerry went, they understood that and they adapted to the challenge. Jack O'Connor has been around the block. He's going to know that. They'll expect that. Galway's best chance is exactly how James has, has described it there. They're not going to throw caution to the wind. If they get into a shootout, you feel, you feel nearly any team that gets into a shootout with Kerry, this Kerry team is probably going to lose it. So Galway... The most impressive aspect to them, Joe, this season has been that there's a little bit of steel about them now, and that's Keane O'Neill has come in, and it started that day in Castlebar when they beat Mayo, and it was like, geez, we haven't seen this from Galway before, that they 12 or 13 guys behind the ball, you always associate Galway nearly, nearly like Kerry in a way, where it's going to be really flash, and they've got lovely players, there's no, being lovely does not win the All-Ireland. And Galway are going to be set and they're going to try and frustrate the life out of Kerry. That's their best chance and try and use Shane Walsh. Like, like Damien Comer will ask nearly in a Conor Callaghan-esque mould. He's going to ask questions of that full back line. Rob Finnerty as well. He was tied up yesterday, but he'll get a bit more space against Kerry than he did against Derry and Chris McCaig yesterday. It's going to be a brilliant game. It's going to be a brilliant game, but we said it beforehand. Whoever came up through this game today was going to be red-hot favourites. And I'm not going to go with James in this. I think Kerry are going to win that final. And I think that mentally, the win, the, the, the momentum they get out of beating Dublin today is you cannot understate that, despite what James says and what he's going to say over the next two weeks. Oh, he's over the next 10 years listening yeah, to him as yeah, they're going for six in a row saying, ah, look, we take each game as it comes. <laughs> yeah. uh, one very last one. I'm just watching Desi Farrell being interviewed on the television, Paddy. So year one comes in, wins that COVID All-Ireland, probably doesn't get a huge amount of credit for it, doesn't change a huge amount. It feels like a, a, as soft an All-Ireland as there'll ever be, fairly or unfairly. Year two is quite messy. Everything from the COVID training, uh, Ferrari to Cluxton, and is he here, is he not here? And just this sense of standards uh, slipping. And here we are after year three. So what are we to say where Farrell is? Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a tough year, but this, these type of challenges were inevitable. Like in any sport, you can't stand at the top of the mountain for so long. Players move on. That's just sport. So whoever came in after Jim Gavin was going to have an incredibly difficult job. I think Desi's done an excellent job. I've had a lot of time from. Um, it has been challenging this year. There's no doubt the National League was was a bit of a disaster. But you've seen how quickly they turned it around, and that's the Dublin's credit. Like they get relegated back in at the beginning of March up in Clonus and you're thinking my god have the wheels completely fallen off this and the turnaround they've had and, and you can't get away from the fact they've lost by a point to what I feel will, will be the All-Ireland champions and they're, they're missing their best player so, so it's not all doom and gloom you look at the likes Lee Gannon had an outstanding game and an outstanding season and he is even just his mentality he is going to be a leader in this Dublin team going forward you look at Paddy Small he then puts his hand up and says do you know what the time of, of Bernard Brogan and all these guys that is gone yeah. it, it's gone you can't keep looking back Desi Farrell has started that process and Dublin will be back again next year make no bones about it he's brought these players through and, and that's going to be the challenge it's never easy trying to recycle teams but that's he's the best man for the job and as disappointing as it is today I look at the positives from where Dublin were four or five months ago where you're thinking 
they mightn't even win a Leinster Championship. They have come within literally a kick of the ball of being back in an all-earned final, which I would have had them as red-hot favourites for. Fellas, super stuff today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Cheers. James O'Donoghue there. Paddy Andrews there with us after Dublin 1-13, Kerry 1-14, July 24th, half past three, Kerry against Galway, All-Ireland final.